Here's a little bit from today's episode on Business Lunch. The ultimate marketing engine is a successful customer. And I think that that's the point of view that we often lose is that our job really, if we want to simplify it, is to take, take somebody who has a need from where they are to where they want to go. How much more successful would you be if you had lunch once a week with insanely successful entrepreneurs who share their biggest secrets on how they think and achieve success? Grab your seat at the table because this is Business Lunch with Roland Frazier and Ryan Dice. Hey everybody, Roland Frazier here. Welcome to another episode of Business Lunch. And I'm really excited today to have the founder and author of Duct Tape Marketing, John Chance. John, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me, Roland. Yeah, Duct Tape Marketing is one of those books that to me, everybody should read. When people are asking, it's like, what, you know, what are your top five books? To me, I think that you did such a great job in that of, of capturing everything. So I'm really excited to have you here. And I think that if anybody that's listening or watching has not yet read that, you should go pick it up and check it out because it's a fantastic book. Well, thank you. So tell us, well, let's, let's do this. Tell me um, a little bit about what you're doing right now and what you're excited about. And then let's talk about kind of how you got here. Well, you bet. So I, well, first off, I have a new book just come out about six weeks ago. So I'm still kind of full in on that called The Ultimate Marketing Engine, which is kind of a, you know, duct tape marketing I wrote in 2007, actually updated in 2012. But as we all know, uh, it's a very evergreen book because it's, you know, I don't necessarily tell people they ought to be on Twitter or something. And, uh, you know, it really <laughs> is kind of the whole marketing system. What is the new book? It's called The Ultimate Marketing Engine. Okay. And it, and it is a, a, a little more of higher level strategy book. I'm getting a lot of feedback from larger organizations that are saying, hey, you know, we don't have strategy. We thought we did. We've just got a team of tactics. So it's uh, it, it's been kind of fun to, you know, some of the places that has gone. Uh, I probably spend as much time as anything growing a network of independent marketing consultants, a little bit digital marketers uh, group of, I think you call them coaches. And I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm, I'm also going through the scalable program. With, with I do know that. I, I yeah. love that. I appreciate yeah, it. I'm excited about that. One of my daughters is actually running our company now. And, you know, a, a lot of, you know, the development, I think, for her and the structure for her, where we're trying to go growth-wise, uh, I think, is, is what we we're interested in in Scalable and working with you guys. That's awesome. So let's talk then about the marketing engine, because you, what you mentioned is, to me, so critical and so often overlooked by people that are focused on what's the latest marketing hack and you know how do I game Facebook or how do I game TikTok or whatever as opposed to actual strategy. So tell us a little bit about the difference between, as you see it, between tactics and strategy and the advantages of one over the other. Yeah, well, it's, it's, there's no wonder people are confused by the two terms. I mean, Google the term uh, marketing strategy and you will find 18 blog posts that are 15 tactics <laughs> to, as a marketing strategy. So no wonder, no wonder everybody's confused. But to me, the, the, the essence of, of strategy is, is in a lot of ways, it's your plan. It's where you want to go. And to me, it starts with who do you bring value to? Who can you bring, you know, even more value to? Can you take, I start the book by saying, 
I think it's in paragraph two, the ultimate marketing engine is a successful customer. And I think that that's the point of view that we often lose is that our job really, if we want to simplify it, is to take take somebody who has a need from where they are to where they want to go. And I think a lot of marketers have a tendency to say, I've got this thing to sell. Here's somebody who said they'd buy it, you know, and that's marketing. And, and really what I present in the ultimate marketing engine is actually something I call the customer success track that, that we have to develop is, is to figure out where our customers are today, you know, what their challenge is, what their characteristics are. That's, I mean, that's selling, right? I mean, <laughs> you figure out uh, those things and recognize them, but then figure out, you know, what are the milestones or the tasks that we need to accomplish to get them the result? And again, a lot of businesses are pretty good at doing that as well. But mm. where I think a lot of businesses stop is how can we scale with that customer? So, so what's the next stage for them? Now, not what's the next thing we can sell them. What's the next level of maturity, for example, for them? And we've actually built in my marketing business, we have five stages with our customers. And by by building these stages and understanding what a business has to do to pass to the next stage, we can promise the rainbow. I mean, we can promise like, here's where we're going as mm -hmm. opposed to here's how we're going to fix today's problem. Yes, we're going to fix today's problem, but when we do, that means we're going to be able to do X. And then when we fix that set of problems, we're going to be able to do X. And I think it just, it, it actually becomes First off, it's all the talk about being customer-centric. It actually is uh, customer-centric, and it kind of becomes the mission for the business. So that's that's probably the, the biggest innovation in this book. And a lot of companies do it just because they, they see it's the right way to grow a business. But I'm trying to really bring to the world kind of a practical approach or, or application for being able to do that. And I know this, Roland, but it is so much easier to sell more stuff to people you've already earned trust than it is to go out there and, and find a whole nother universe of people that, that are going to go through all the hoops of, of learning to trust you. I've seen the studies that say that the existing customer is nine times more valuable than the prospective yeah, yeah. customer that you don't yet have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and in some ways, then it's the, then the job of the business, and I talk about this narrowing, one of the steps in the book is narrow your focus to the top 20% of your, your customers mm -hmm. because some percentage of them would are, are standing around going, when can I give you 10 times as much money because of the value I've gotten already. And an even smaller percentage of them are saying, when, how can I give you a hundred times uh, more? And, and that as, and I, and I know that I'm preaching to uh, uh, the choir here with, with that approach, but you know, that's, that's so often, you know, overlooked. I mean, we're, we're trying to go chase today's, you know, $5 instead of, you know, figuring out, you know, how to get 500. Now, do you talk about that? Do you, do you call that a value ladder or do you have a, a terminology for it? You know, I do use the term value ladder in, in the book, but it, uh, you know, I, I know that's a really common, you know, phrase. Uh, so how do you help, does, does the book, and if not, how do you <laughs> help people figure out what that next level is? Like, like let's, let's, and if, if you do, maybe we could use an example that, that you might know of, of somebody that you've helped with that. Yeah, so you know the really easy example is is to take somebody you know who does professional services or you know is an author. You know that's a great example. I've helped a number of authors build 
courses, you know, for their programs, which you know, mm-hmm. I'm always kind of backwards. I build a, I build a program and get a result and then I write a book about it. But I know a lot of people write books and, and then they go, Oh crap, I need to, you know, create something to monetize I, this book. I like your way better. It's <laughs> like, I've actually done this. Let me share with you how I've done it instead exactly. of theoretically, I think I might do it like this. Yeah. And so, you know, that's an obviously logical step. And then, you know, you go some percentage of those thousand dollar course buyers are going to want to have one-on-one time or going to want to have group time. And so you build the $10,000, you know, program, and some of them are going to excel in that program. And they're going to only want to hang out with the other people that excel in that program. And, you know, you've gone from, from a $16 book to maybe a hundred thousand dollar program. Now, Um, do you, do you do uh, consulting work with, with clients now? So so we have an agency that is, is, um, I hesitate to say this in case some of my clients are listening. We we sort of view it sometimes as a laboratory. I mean, we it's where we're trying things. It's where we're developing things. It's where we're creating uh, training then for uh, our network of, of consultants. So the the while the agency is is a decent size you know business on its own, it, it's really a lot of ways a a means to another end. And, and so would there be any examples? Because I know you said you work with a lot of brick and mortar type. Because yep. I think that, that they're, they have a challenge with the value ladder because they're like, well, it's easy if you're yeah. sure. Okay, great. You can do consulting and one-on-one and masterminds and all these other things if you're an info person. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm selling tools. How yeah. do I create a value ladder there. Yeah. So one, one great example is we started working with a dentist and I mean, she's fabulous and was building, she actually worked in practice, then bought the, worked there for a long time, bought the owner out. And then, and then she's like, well, I got to make some changes. I'm a different person. I have a different thing. So we got her up to speed and kind of full bore going in her practice. But the problem with the dentist, uh, a lot of cases is people will generally speaking only drive so far to get their teeth cleaned and the dentist in the next community and the next community and next community that's you know they're not going to go past by them necessarily right and so one of the things that she was really passionate about was and and it's a fairly nascent part of the dental industry is the whole breathing and what what an impact that having an incorrect bite or incorrect uh, tongue tie or something really impacts your breathing and has a lot of other health issues and, it, and it's becoming huh. more of a thing in the world of dentistry and so she started writing about it speaking about this teaching and next thing we knew we were able to help her develop courses and programs but those courses and programs actually got people to drive and actually just a couple of her clients that fly in now to work with her. And it's no longer $129 to get my teeth clean. It's now I'm going to work with my dental consultant who is going to help my family's overall health. And so it's really changed, changed her practice, but it's also changed. It's given her more revenue streams while also then enhancing her original revenue stream. That's great. And part of that was, it it sounds like kind of a personal brand became the differentiating factor, right? The expertise coupled with the personal brand. How important do you think personal brand is for the average entrepreneur these days? It it can be a game changer in certain, you know, markets and industries because... 
I always used to tell people that when duct tape marketing came out and it sold really well, I didn't have to be a good speaker anymore because people just assumed I was, <laughs> right. You know, right? And they were willing to pay me four times what you know I'd been charging before. And right. so I think that, that that's a good example of, of why build a personal brand is it certainly helps differentiate you. Everybody else is saying, oh, we do this and this and this. That obviously helps attract, but people are willing to, and, and it's not always the right decision, but people are willing to pay a premium to work mm. with somebody that they perceive as, as an expert. Absolutely. So you've mentioned you've got five stages in your company. Is that part of what the marketing engine book? Yeah. Teaches? So, yeah. So, so the ultimate marketing engine, you know, my goal in that was to show you here are my five stages. If, if you are a marketer or if you um, are a business owner, you know, here's the roadmap uh, for everything that we do, milestones and everything. But my real goal is I think there are a lot of businesses, regardless of industry, that could start thinking this way. And, it, and it's, it's like the value ladder. But in some ways, it's, it's, it's much more of a customer-centric approach to say, figure out who our best customers are, and then let's create the roadmap you know, for them. And what, what I've found in our business is it actually, it actually has us adding services and, and offerings and approaches you know, that we needed to be able to offer to that, more advanced, that business that we had helped mature. You know, so it, 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 really, it, it really kind of almost by developing it for our clients, it developed in a lot of ways a roadmap for our agency and, and for the training we do to our agencies. That's really cool. Can, would, you, would you mind sharing what the five stages are? For yeah, sure. So they are, I probably have a piece of paper here that has, because I can't remember them all off the top of my head. But foundation, of course, is the, is the first one. And, and that's what we found is that so many people came to us just needing basic marketing foundation stuff. I mean, they, they, they came to us actually wanting leads and customers. And we were like, well, <laughs> there's a reason nobody visits your website or does anything. So we, that, that foundational is basically getting their house in order. And, and the promise of that then is level up. And now we can start generating leads effectively. I mean, we can, we can pour money into generating leads because we've got the foundation built that we now uh, know will have some sort of uh, conversion process. Then we go to the, the next level for us is after level up is organized because now we're getting some leads. And, and as you know, sometimes that can create other problems. And so now we want to get to where we are consistently converting those leads profitably. And, and so, so that's kind of like the first three stages. It's like, build the house, start, start getting traction with, with leads, then start consistently converting. So now we're like, okay, this is predictable revenue now yeah. that we've figured out. And then typically the, the biggest thing we do in the fourth stage is, is this will be music to your ears. How can we create monthly recurring revenue? Nice. I don't care what business you're in. <laughs> that's that should necessarily be a goal. And then really the fifth step is that are we getting a lot of times we we sort of replace ourselves because I think any business that gets to that point, it's great to have a strategic advisor, but they need to have their own internal team at that point as well. So a lot of what we do in the fifth stage is help them build a team so that they ultimately can scale. So that's probably the biggest challenge that I see with the people that I work with is, is in team building. Like, how do I yeah. find that person? I, I was actually had a call last night with, with a company that, that I, I, I have part ownership in and the founder is brilliant, but I said, you are going to break yourself because you've got, <laughs> and he has employees, but he doesn't have leadership. Like yeah. he, he was saying the challenge is that nobody's going to do this thing unless I say, 
hey, we need to go do that. It's like, well, if Steve said we need to do it, we need to do it. But nobody's coming to him saying, hey, why don't we do this? How do you help them get past that? Because that's a biggie for people I know. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's a huge one. I, I would say that, you know, part of the problem is that especially the idea entrepreneur actually hates leading people, actually wishes they didn't have to have people around. They want to sit there and like do their thing. And so I'd say one of two ways. Get somebody who does <laughs> inside your organization because right. it's a, an extremely important thing or go to work on yourself to develop some self-awareness to first off to to realize that you're actually the problem in the business. And then, you, especially if you've trained people, I mean, that's the biggest challenge. Nobody comes to him and says we ought to do this because he trained them not to. I'm sorry if I'm giving too much tough love here. but No, I think it's, it's, <laughs> but, it's really great. Because what we have to be able to do as business owners is when somebody comes to you and says, should I do this? I don't know. What do you think? Right. I can't, I can't tell you how many times people sometimes will come. They don't really want the answer. They want us to give them permission to have the answer. And, and boy, does that... We think that they everything depends on us. They come to us, and so we have to have the answer. Some of the the best things that have happened in my business over the years is when I said, "I don't have the answer. I don't know. What do you think?" Right. And a lot of times they have a really good solution or a really good suggestion, but they were were sort of trained not to lead with that. So right. get good at get good at saying, "What do you think? What would you do?" So if you're looking to to find that person that's going to be that's going to replace you. How, what, what is the process that you've found to be the best for that? Well, I, I'm, I will not be called an expert at that, answering that question by anyone, <laughs> but, but I, there are a lot of, there are a lot of programs out there that teach you need this skill and you need to look for this and you need, but I swear self-awareness <laughs> is the biggest. If somebody, if somebody thinks they've got all the answers, if somebody thinks their way is the only way, it's just, it's probably not, they're going to create the company they create. But I think that those, those people that, that realize where their blind spots are, those people that realize what, what their superpowers are and, and kind of really uh, play to both of those ideas, I, I think they're going to ultimately find and surround themselves with, with the things they don't have. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say is the best way? Obviously, we've got the original duct tape marketing. Yeah. We've got the ultimate marketing engine. And uh, which is, was it just released? Did you say a few weeks ago? About six, eight weeks ago. Yeah. So yeah. you're still in the ah, recovery kind of, <laughs> I am, <laughs> I'm giving I, birth to this new thing I, yeah, space, I'm, right? I'm still doing, you know, three, four podcasts a week talking about it. But, I love uh, it. It's all right. It's, so, it's great. This is a period where you start getting feedback now, which is cool. That is cool. So obviously they can buy that on Amazon and all the places books all are the places, sold, right? Yeah. There's an audible version as well as Kindle and, and the, the, the analog version if you're of that ilk. And then with what your daughter's doing in the other parts of your business, how would people who kind of want to go next level, what, what would they do? Where's, where's the best place for them to find you that? You know, the easiest thing is, I mean, if, if uh, a lot of people will read the book and reach out and say, how can I do this? Now, duct tape marketing, there is a, if you actually want to align with us, we have a network of marketing consultants. Well, you know, if you're in that business, you want to change your business model that you're in right now, we 
you know, we have a you know full program. It's about 150 folks that are in it, and and it's not just a training. I mean, it's you certainly get trained and and certified, and you're licensed to use all the materials. But it's really a collaboration as as well. All those folks are working with with small business owners. We are in the process of developing because the ultimate marketing engine. I, I kind of kid. I say it's a a strategy book with a workshop tucked inside of it. And so we are actually creating a, a coaching program and a workshop program similar to. People are probably familiar with EOS, where we'll walk into kind of a small, mid-sized company and really kind of help them develop this whole strategy framework based on the, the, the principles in the book. Great. And, and where's the, how would they find out about that? So, so the ultimatemarketingengine.com is where you can find out everything related to the book. And then if you just want to really check out what, what I'm doing and have been doing the last couple of decades, that's just duct tape, uh, marketing.com, D-U-C-T. T-A-P-E marketing.com. And your podcast too, right? I do have a podcast by the same name. I, I started it in 2005 because I just thought it seemed like a cool thing to do. 16 years. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I've done several thousand interviews and, you know, it, it, it podcast kind of was the next thing after blogs. And then, it, you know, they got going about 2005, 2006. And then a little thing called Twitter came along and all of a sudden podcasts were, were passe. But I don't know when, when Apple put the podcast uh, listening app on the iPhone natively, all of a sudden podcasts took off again. All the major media companies had to get into it. So they became cool again. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, it's, and, and really I tell people all the time, I, I love doing the podcast. It is, I mean, it's become a revenue stream for us, but frankly I do because I get to talk to great people. It's, it's, uh, it's an awesome way to, to network, frankly. It is the best. That's yeah. awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time oh. to come on. And uh, I love the book. You guys should definitely check it out. It's the ultimate marketing engine. And uh, at the dot coms and the podcasts, I appreciate you having you here and look forward to staying in touch and seeing how things go. Absolutely. Thanks, Roland. You've been listening to Business Lunch with Roland Frazier. If you're enjoying the show, let us know by subscribing and leaving a review. And for more information, go to businesslunchpodcast.com. Thank you for listening.